Okay. How are you doing today? Good. Yeah. Good. I got a good night's sleep on the couch. It was nice. <laughs> Sometimes I like sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And it's been a long time. It felt pretty good. You were staying up watching that UFC stuff, huh? Yeah, old reruns. I was watching some old uh, old fights between some of the some of the ladies. There's, yeah. There's those two championship fights on tonight and I'm really I'm really pulling for Thug Rose. Are you? Yeah. Well, I have to like look at the faces and whatnot. I think I saw her in the uh, Ultimate Fighter at one point, right? Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know her whole history. Okay, she, she's got a buzzed head now. She's real little. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, she's a she's a, a voracious fighter. Like she is. Yeah, I she was definitely an Ultimate Fighter. She she her. looks really just like a little like a, a shy little girl. Right, that'll kick your ass. <laughs> she gets in the cage and she just unleashes. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like. She looks like a shy little girl, but it's the quiet ones that will kill you. Yeah. yeah they'll, they'll fuck you up. <laughs> well, she's fighting, I think it's what, Wang Lee or Lee Wang or something like that. That sounds like Mortal Kombat. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. It is Mortal Kombat though, right? When you say UFC is like the closest. that Yeah, like I'd probably, say so, probably. Yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I gotta see that movie anyway. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm trying to get people to watch it. We were talking about renting out a theater. Yeah, uh, uh, for for two hundred bucks, twenty people. You know, yeah, I, you know, the com the the combat movies, you know, the Street Fighter movies, they're they're not particularly that great. But you just want to see the fight scenes, you know. Yeah, that's nice. yeah. I, a friend of mine watched it last night. He said it was pretty good. Said the fight scenes were great. Um, yeah. and he said that they. Took from different parts of the game, from different games, and put them together, but the storyline kept pretty good. Oh, re- different games? Different Mortal Kombat games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like they're like trying to hold true with like the fighters themselves, you know? Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty sick. I, I think it's going to be badass. But Yeah. Well, hey, man. You get enough people to go, I'll fucking go. I, I like that kind of stuff, and... It'll be a good time. It'll be like a guys' night out, you know. Yeah. All if right. we don't get it, if we don't get it in the theater, I'm gonna just you know throw it on the TV here. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice being able to stream uh, stream movies at home as they come out in theaters. I don't need to see all the movies in theaters. Right. I would like to see this one in the theater. Right. You know, Batman movie would be good, better in the theater. Spider Man, Venom, the right. Venom movie coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll rent it out myself. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. I understand. All right. Well, we probably should uh, go ahead and get started today. Vitamins. Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins. Yeah. Another podcast about vitamins, right? And its yeah. effect on immunity. Yes. I feel like it's been a while, but. Yeah. It has been a little bit. Which vitamin are we uh, talking about today? Today we're on vitamin B. Oh, okay. So we are following the. Uh... We're going to go. We're going to do the alphabet to the best <laughs> that we can. It's just easier that way, I guess. You know, for Maybe. Me. <clears throat> well, yeah. It's either that or throw them all together. It's easier you know, for multivitamin. me. Multivitamin. Yeah. It's less to think about. I have so much crap in my brain. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking earlier, and we were talking about how many vitamin Bs there are, and they don't seem to fit the names that we've given them, you know? Uh, I thought there 12. was 12. Yeah, there's not 12. I'm thinking 12. Well, you got B12. Okay, that means there must be 11 before it. Right, exactly. Well, That just seems to make sense. And I think... Originally, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to like name them in chronological order and give them some sort of like um, uh, sequence to the uh, to them, which makes sense. Uh, 
like a sequence. Right. But eventually, you know, that just becomes difficult and you're not naming them after doctors. So what's the easiest way to do it? Well, you know, just go by their, you know, the chemical compound, the name that, that we derive from chemistry. So no, there's not 12. There's only eight B vitamins that are uh, essential for us. Okay. Are there not essential B vitamins? I have to look into that. I don't know necessarily. Mm. Um, but that's just what the statement is. Is basically there's eight B vitamins that are essential for human health. Uh, you don't make them in your body. They're readily available in your diet and your uh, microflora can make them. So we tend to rely a lot on the microflora, especially if it's, if it's our healthy microflora. So again, it goes back to your microbiome. If your microbiome or the whole biodome is not doing well, they can't help sustain your life or homeostasis. So the B vitamins are important from that perspective. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's just name them, okay? Okay. Do you know what B1 is called? Nope. Thiamine. Okay. You've heard that before. I've seen it on the shelves. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> B2, have you seen that one? I, I don't, I'm not going to know any of the names no. off the top of my head. I've I probably know, heard them all. I just want to keep going through it. Okay. Nope. It must be two. <laughs> it's riboflavin. Ah, you riboflavin. That mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's the one that makes your piss glow. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. You don't, store, you don't store a lot of it in your body. It's limited. So if you get too much, you know, it goes right to the kidney. Liver sends it to the kidney, and the kidney dumps it out, and your piss glows. That's fun at parties. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why when you take those vitamin supplements and your, your piss is like a bright green or a bright yellow. Yeah. If it's bright green, you probably <laughs> should worry a little. But bright yellow, it's uh, you know, it's that riboflavin in there, you know. Um, fun fact, by the way, riboflavin is found a lot in animal products. All of them are. But uh, you get them in dairy and milk. And okay. So, huh? Okay. Yeah. So remember back in the day, the milkman thing? Yeah. They used to drop off milk in glass bottles. Okay. Okay. So the reason why you don't see milk in glass bottles anymore, and you tend to see them more in cartons, you know, like cardboard or uh, plastic, which fucking great. More plastic, right? Mm -hmm. Include our bodies. We talked about that earlier too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We can go on to that some other time. But plastic is harmful, especially in extreme temperatures, cold and and hot. But um. The milk is in those opaque cartons or uh, plastic uh, um, gallons because it's trying to block sunlight. When right. UV light uh, interacts with riboflavin, it deactivates it, and therefore you it's no longer beneficial from a nutritional perspective. So <clears throat> they at least did do something for a nutritional gain. That's right. Yeah, we're, the, we're actually being industry. a little responsible, right? Okay. All okay. right. What happened to the yellow milk cartons or jugs? Remember when they came in yellow jugs? Yeah, that was the idea. That I, was the, I, yeah, I knew it was to save or protect the milk, but then they just said, fuck it. No well, more yellow jugs, cartons. Were they not selling in the yellow? I don't know. That's a good question. I have seen them in yellow. I think a certain brand does that. Um, but I think the reason why you know you don't see a lot of them do that is because I wonder if it's expensive with the dyes. I don't know. Why don't they just use riboflavin? <laughs> <laughs> so it glows in the dark. <laughs> hey, in case you got a fridge light out, where's yeah. the milk? Ah, there it is. Yeah, my wife gets pissed. You know, in the middle of the night, I go, I go to literally take a piss, and she's like, "Shut, shut the light off." <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds risky. Yeah. Um, she probably kidding. complains when the floor's wet too. <laughs> it's dark, man. I can't see. All right. Sometimes you lose control. You know, 
Um, I'm getting to age where that's ten tends to happen. You might just need to sit down. I may. I I may have to sit down. Maybe I need to see a pelvic therapist as well. Maybe. Give me a little poke here and there. Um, no longer for kicks and funds, you know, just uh, serious health issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so B3 is uh, niacin. Okay, that's okay. a big one. Yeah, yeah, it is a big one. And that's a, it's, I always thought it was quite kind of cool because it's like nicotinamide, uh, nicotinic acid, things like that. So it's, it's kind of similar, uh, you would think more towards that nicotine, uh, but um, it's niacin, and niacin's very, very important. I've, that one, I think I've even seen prescribed to people. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah, niacin, um, for a long time, niacin uh, was deficient in the American population because of how we were processing foods. So, for instance, corn. There's a lot of niacin in corn. But it's stuck to carbohydrates, okay, to the starchy carbohydrates. It's very difficult to release the niacin from that carbohydrate, so you have to process it a certain way. Today, we use enzymatic processing, which is supposed to help free the niacin, so therefore it's available in your grains. However, they have to enrich it as well with the niacin because there's some that's lost, um, which we can talk down the road about natural versus supplementation versus enriched foods for nutrition but uh basically what they discovered and i want to say the disease that was being caused was called pellagra so Ooh. people in the early 1900s were uh, suffering from pellagra didn't know what it was um and it kind of goes to the deficiencies which we'll talk about uh later but um it, it was niacin they weren't able to get niacin what they noticed was that people that were eating uh, tortillas, predominantly Mexican tortillas, uh, did not have this problem. They were fine. They had enough niacin. And the question was, why? And what, what it turns out was it's the way they process their foods. So this speaks to the whole problem with phytates and uh, phthalates and uh, phytic acids, uh, has the problem to do with lectin proteins and, and a number of other issues as far as are you eating seasonal foods or are you processing them correctly? Um, are you, you know, so there's a certain way to process food so you can avoid oxalate exposure or toxicity. Um, with this, this goes into the fact that like the uh, Mexican Indians, they would take corn and they would uh, soak it and lie. Okay, or soak it in a solution that, uh, what was it called? I believe it had calcium hydroxy. That's the chemical compound that it needed. They would soak it and then they would rinse it off. They would soak it for like a day. How rinse did it. they know calcium? How did they, they couldn't have known that it was calcium hydrate. No, they, what is it? they calcium? didn't know. They didn't know the chemical compound. We know the chemical compound now right. that, that frees it from that. Well, I want they, to know what it was they were soaking it in. Right. They, well, they were just trying to make flour <clears throat> right, right. from corn. Uh, they're not growing wheat, and they're not making flour from wheat traditionally. They're making it from corn. So to do that, they have to make mesa, mesa or masa flour. Have you seen? Have you ever seen that in any ingredients list? Right. Right, exactly. I believe so. Yeah, exactly. So they would soak it, rinse it, soak it again, you know, rinse it, and they may soak it again, 
and rinse it. And the reason is they're just cleaning it. They're trying to basically degrade the carbohydrates in the starch so that way it's uh, ready for like grounding. And then they would treat it with like uh, lime, lime juice. Okay. And I might be, I have to look back and reference this, uh, the, the particulars on the processing. But they would treat it with lime juice, they would ground it, and what they would do at that point is that the uh, corn would then separate, and it would separate into mesa, uh, and then at, at that point you're. Well, I'm trying to remember the whole process. Um, I believe they would like soak it again, and then rinse it, and then they then they would have mesa flour, and then they could use that to process and make tortillas. But at that point, the niacin is completely detached from the carbohydrate. And is now ready to be digested and absorbed by Oh, okay. Yes. So you do need to detach it from the carbohydrate. You have to detach it from the carbohydrate. And if you don't do that, then it's not readily available. So just eating straight corn, it's attached to the carbohydrate. Exactly. You're not going to get... Oh, I love corn. Yeah. You're just not going to get the niacin. But this is important because that's an old school way of like making a tortilla. And today, most tortillas are made from wheat. Okay. For, I still ask for the corn tortillas specifically. You're traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on Taco Tuesday <laughs> or Taco Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Corn yeah. tortillas, please. Quesadilla Sunday, though, right? Uh, yeah. Quesadilla okay. Sunday and Monday. You know, I don't understand the point of tacos. Tacos, to me, is like an open burrito. And what you end up doing anyway is you fold. Well, I'm thinking of soft tacos. That's why. I'm not a hard taco fan. I like, well... They're too messy. You think they're messy? The hard do. ones? I do. I think they're messy. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. Maybe. I like maybe. Soft. I mean, they fall out. They fall out of whichever ones you get. I know. Unless you get the soft ones big enough to fold it up around it, and then it's kind of like you folded a burrito. But that's why you have a burrito, is because the burrito encloses fold the contents, yeah. and you eat, you know? And I think the soft tortilla is a lot I like. I like both. If I go to somewhere like Tijuana Flats, which is not traditional taco, right. I get one soft, one hard. Oh, okay, so you mix it up. Yeah. So you're not a straight-up traditionalist? Not always. Okay. But, you know, if you ask me what kind of tacos are my favorite, I'd say the traditional tacos. You say traditional yeah. hard tacos? Yeah. Let me fix this real quick. Okay. All right, so now we're moving on. We're going to go to B5. B5 would be your panathenic acid. All right. Then we'll move on to B6. B6 you see in everything. You know, especially those energy drinks that you talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's called uh, pyridoxine. Uh, and if you take supplements, there's like, you get a whole shitload of pyridoxine. You get like some cases, like 2000% of your daily needs. And we'll talk a little bit more why that can be harmful. But as far as a synthetic form of pyridoxine, that's readily absorbable and usable by your body. Okay. Is that probably what they put in the energy drinks? Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. The, the synthetic version of uh, B6 is readily absorbable. But again, if you get too much of B6, it can actually be quite harmful. And, uh, we've seen a couple of patients. You've seen these patients as well that have uh, B6 toxicity that leads to uh, neuropathy uh, of their legs predominantly, but they mm. can get it in their arms and hands as well. And it's irreparable. You can't repair it or recover from it. But we'll go down that road later. Uh, then the next step is uh, B7, biotin. You've heard of biotin, I'm sure, right? I've used biotin. For your hair? Yeah. You hair and sure. nails. Hair, nails, and skin. Oh, really? But what's yeah. wrong? You have nothing wrong with your hair. I know. Somebody's like, oh, you should use biotin. And I said, okay. 
I mean, like somebody like myself, I need biotin badly, and I feel like you buying biotin just takes the, the you know the supply away from people that are in need. Well, when was the last time you tried to buy it? Uh, probably like a month ago or so. Oh, was it not on the shelf? I'm, no, it was on the shelf. I'm just I just don't want you to use it because you got a healthy <laughs> head full of hair. I'm sick of this. <clears throat> well, hey, I don't know. This is a this is a while ago. Maybe that's why you have a healthy head of hair. Maybe because you're using biotin quite frequently. I, well, I didn't say frequently. I probably bought it twice. Somebody gave me a free free bottle. Oh, okay. And uh, I mean, we're talking probably ten plus years ago. Oh, what? Like, <laughs> I was thinking like it was yesterday. No. Okay. All right. Well, screw you and your healthy head of hair. It just grow, it just grows, man. That's great. Yeah, I hate you. Um, all right, B9 is your folate or your uh, folic acid. Okay, very. You've heard of that before. It's a very big deal, especially for women who are pregnant. Yep. And the fetus. And then you have your B12, your cobalamins. That's a big deal because uh, the synthetic form of of uh, B12 is usually cyanocobalamin. So it's like a, a cyanic acid combined with a cobalamin. The vitamin B12 is a cobalamin. That's what your body uses. But it comes in the form of a compound that's either merged with methylcobalamin or adenocobalamin or cyanocobalamin. And forever, we haven't been able to produce uh, methylcobalamin or adenocobalamin. So synthetically, your supplements come in cyanocobalamin. That can be problematic because, for a number of reasons, your body doesn't necessarily know what to do. It can't refurbish the cyanocobalamin. It has to, the, the cyanic acid portion. It has to dump it uh, and, or store it. And so a lot of times uh, for people that tend to have liver trouble trouble or kidney trouble, they just store it. And then they think, oh, I'm like completely sufficient with vitamin B12. And a lot of times they're deficient. And there's other reasons for that as well, which we can talk about as far as alcoholism and carbohydrate metabolism. But the best way, the best thing is to get your B12 in the form of methylcobalamin or adenocobalamin. That's the natural uh, versions of this vitamin that comes in animal products. And your body can use the methyl to help make methionine. And that's important because that can be help convert homocysteine, which is a metabolite from your heart function. And it helps, it helps predict your, your uh, heart health. Okay. And so your cardiovascular health, if you would. Um, and so high levels of homocysteine in your blood uh, can can tell a physician that you're at risk for something. So if you have if you're taking the methylcobalamin, that it will actually convert that homocysteine into uh, a couple of different substrates that that will be able to use for energy metabolism and heart health and stuff and and protein synthesis. So that's that can be rather important. The adenocobalamin is uh, adenosine, and adenosine is used in adenosine triphosphate or adenosine diphosphate. These are uh, strange to you, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've heard of them, but... Yeah, okay. <clears throat> it's chemistry. It's, yeah. This is all chemistry. And again, we've talked about this before. It's like a recipe. If you don't have an ingredient in the recipe list, uh, as far as your body's concerned, it can't go further. It, can't, it, it gets stuck or the process is hampered or impaired, and the outcome is not good. So adenosine... Uh, is used for adenosine triphosphate, also known as ATP. Remember that one? Yes. You got that one, right? And ADP is adenosine diphosphate. So I just, you know. So 
ATP is used for energy. Right. That's what uncouples the proteins in your muscle fiber so you can contract your muscle and do work. Okay. Whereas adenosine diphosphate has also been shown to be used in energy metabolism as well. Okay. For, uh, of like using sugar or fats for energy so muscle can do work. So your body can reuse that adenosine, that adenocycle, uh, sorry, the adenocycobalamin uh, can use that, those two molecules, the cobalamin as the, the vitamin to be a cofactor, and then it uses the adeno or the methyl portion for other metabolic processes in your body. So again, we talked about on one of our, on the vitamin A one, where the body is beautiful, that it never does one thing just for one reason. It has like two reasons or four reasons. There, When it does one process, it's for like, several different things okay and this speaks yeah. to that whereas the cyanocobalamin the the synthetic version of cyanocobalamin the cyanic acid it's not going to be used for fat metabolism carbohydrate metabolism it's not going to be used for protein synthesis your body is not going to know what to do with it so that can get some people in trouble okay you with me yeah with me over there yeah okay yep. all right well, well we can move on now so the main when we talk about b vitamins in the immune system uh, you, you have, when we talk about the Im immune system, the biggest attention is the fat soluble vitamins like A, D and E, right? Yeah. Okay. So the B vitamins don't get a lot of love when it comes to immunity, but they are very important in immunity. Uh, maybe not as a direct reason for the immune system function, but they certainly do contribute to immune function, especially when you're talking about it from like, uh, an indirect perspective. So most of the time, when you take in your B vitamins, they, they're used to create cofactors. A cofactor is something that allows enzymes to complete the process of uh, that, chemi that chemical equation, that chemistry. So let's say you get one substance. Let's say it's like glucose. And, and I don't remember the Krebs cycle completely. The Krebs cycle is a way for your body to take um, sugar or fat, predominantly fat, and convert it several times and while doing so it's making energy a lot a lot of energy okay so this is called the krebs cycle also known as the uh the uh, tricarboxylic acid cycle or also known as a citric acid cycle okay and your mitochondria in your cell does this all right throughout every cell in your body there's some some tissues that have more mitochondria than others all right water is a big factor in this as well uh, and as far as like the electron transport chain system, which helps produce more energy through the mitochondria. But if so, anyway, you take something like uh, a fatty acid, and if you're going to try to make energy out of it, it's got to it's got to go through these chemical processes. And before it can become one substrate, a fatty acid, mm -hmm. and become another one, it has to be converted. And the, there's an enzyme there to help that that reaction. Okay, and there or there are cofactors there to take an electron from uh, or a hydrogen from that molecule, which changes its structure and it it changes the compound, and then it does that several times to to create ATP energy. Okay. Okay. So we can I can speak to that a little bit more. I have to refresh myself on the TCA cycle a little bit if we want to get really specific with the details. But the bottom line is. You don't, it's not like your body takes in sugar and voila, that's the gas that makes you run. Even though we like 
referred to it as that, that sugar has to be broken down several different times to release the energy that's inside of it. And your, your liver does the majority of that. And so it's, that's why it's, one, it's so important to have a healthy liver. And then your kidneys assist in filtering that stuff out so the liver can function. And then that, those little tiny packets of energy are then stored elsewhere, uh, predominantly, let's say, muscle, which can be used for energy. But if you don't have a healthy liver, if you don't have a healthy pancreas uh, and healthy kidneys, you, you, you're going to have a hard time with this, um, in particular the liver. So B vitamins, just to recap on that, are used as cofactors, which helps enzymes uh, change substrates from one thing to another during metabolic processes or even during like when you're trying to build muscle or make protein that can be used for whatever that protein is needed for, a blood vessel, um, a red blood cell, a white blood cell, uh, muscle. Okay, whatever that protein is needed for. Uh, the other thing, too, is that we talked before about dietary uh, B vitamins, right? Yeah. And we talked about the microflora. Yeah. Right. Where the, is most of the microbiome? And you know this question already, although I'm, I'm going to ask you anyway. It's in the, it's in the colon. It's in the colon, right. Uh, and, and so... It's in the large intestines. Right. So if you're relying on your B vitamins, and there's only a few that are like um, made from your gut health, there's only a few. If you're relying on their, your gut to help to give you uh, B vitamins, then you're in a world of trouble for multiple reasons. One, that my, that microbiome is making that those B vitamins so they can also use them, okay, to maintain their health. So they kind of compete with us for some of the the, the B vitamins, like biotin um, or thiamine. Okay, uh, but also it's at the end of your digestive tract, so there's not a, a whole lot of room to like absorb this this vitamin. And so if you're not absorb if you don't have it to absorb it in the in the large, small intestines, and you're waiting to the large intestines. You may have a ton of it, but if you don't absorb it, it's you're shitting it out, right? Right. So a majority <clears throat> of your B vitamins need to come from your diet. It's very important. It's very easy to become deficient in these B vitamins because they're water-soluble. Vitamin A, like we talked about earlier, was fat-soluble. So that's easy to store. We can store that in fat cells. Okay. Water-soluble is difficult to store, so we don't typically store them at all. Instead, if we, if they're circulating in our bloodstream and we're not using them, then we Dump put dumps that? it, dumps them. That's right. The kidney says out. don't need them. Get rid okay. of them. Exactly, okay. exactly right. And in some cases, uh, a certain amount of B vitamins in your bloodstream is very helpful for fighting infection and and bone health and stuff like that. So, in other words, if you're getting enough B vitamins to your diet. Those B vitamins will break down in the stomach, okay, especially B12. B12 has to have what's called intrinsic factor. You ever heard of that? Uh, what is it? Okay. It's a substance. It's a glycoprotein that your, your stomach will secrete when you eat food. Okay. Okay. So it secretes it, and so that way when you dislodge the, the cobalamin molecule from another protein, they're called binding proteins. So B12 is found mostly in animal products. Okay. Right. Meat. Okay. Organ meats, shellfish, fish. 
when it's in your stomach, it's bound to binding protein. That binding protein holds onto it pretty strongly. So one of the reasons why you produce hydrochloric acid in your stomach that is to break down that binding protein. So it dissolves the binding protein, which frees the cobalamin. But you still can't absorb it unless your your gut, your stomach, releases this intrinsic factor, this glycoprotein, to bind to that. And then once it binds to that, that cobalamin molecule, it is then it can then attach itself to a receptor site in your small intestines and be absorbed. If you do not have intrinsic factor, okay, and this is for a number of reasons, because you had your stomach resected, because you have gastritis, because you have uh, gastroesophageal reflux syndrome, okay, uh, because you have a number of other conditions with your stomach. What about like somebody who got their stomach stapled? Same thing. If, if there's anything that hampers the secretion of this glycoprotein from the mucosal wall <clears throat> of your stomach, intrinsic factor, then you can't absorb the, the cobalamin. Ooh, that, it, sounds, that sounds detrimental. It, it's pretty serious. Uh, I mean, you can dump as much vitamin B12 in your, down your mouth as you want. If you don't have intrinsic factor, you're not, you're not, so not going to get it. I might, be, I might be a little naive or ignorant on the, on the topic or subject, but somebody who has had a, um, a stomach stapled or what, what's the surgery that they do when they're trying to lose weight? Um, yeah, you're thinking about bariatric surgery. Bariatric surgery, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody like that, do they probably recommend or put them on B vitamin supplements? Or, yeah. And is that useless or is helpful or is it needed? I would yeah, assume they no. probably give them shots and just skip the stomach instead of giving them pills. See, that's a great point. So there's uh, beyond that, people with Crohn's, people with IBS, people uh -huh. with, um, oh, what's another one? Ulcerative colitis. They yeah. have a lot of damage to their intestinal wall. They have a difficult, a difficult time absorbing B vitamins. So a lot of times you have to get it via shot. Okay. So yes, those individuals will have to rely on an injection. Okay. Uh, as well as uh, people that are struggling because of those issues that we talked about and absorbing those nutrients. Yeah, th the bariatric surgery, they will require a higher, uh, higher exposure to B12, and if that's ineffective, then they'll have to take the shots as well. Okay. So, yeah, so it's one of those things that, you, th you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And B12 is a, is, is, has gained a lot of importance lately. As far as being helpful for uh, your brain, the, all these B vitamins, they're helpful for your heart, they're help, helpful for your brain, and they're helpful for your uh, immune system. And today we're going to spend that time talking about the immune system more so. So um, again, try to rely on getting your B vitamins from your digestive tract. And, I mean, from your dietary foods. If you're doing that, then you're also feeding your microbiome. If you're feeding your microbiome so they can stay healthy, they will create some more B vitamins that can be absorbed. Right? It's right. for one. Yeah, we're definitely going to probably... I hate, I hate it when I do that. Definitely, probably. <laughs> probably, definitely. We yeah. definitely <laughs> need to do a show on the microbiome. I think that that's a really big topic. Spend some time talking. Well, let's bring in a an expert and talk about okay. that. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm not the expert on the microbiome. I understand okay. it a little bit, but we certainly should find somebody that can speak to that. Okay. 
Um, I think yeah, I mean, everybody, every, like, it, it is a pretty hot topic right now, or a pretty big, uh, it's going around sure. the communities uh, and different health communities. And so it'd be good to talk about it, know about it, learn about it. That's a great So idea. that we can, you know, utilize it, utilize that knowledge and, and apply it. And, and the funny thing is that we're talking about the microbiome of the GI tract, but what we don't talk about is the microbiome on your skin. Right. On your eyeballs. South Park talked about that. On, yeah. The, if really, this is why we say, <clears throat> I say before, we should call it, it should be called a holobiotome because we do live or we're supposed to live naturally in a naturalistic perspective and symbiosis with, right. with the flora around us. We tend not to be. We try to sterilize ourselves a lot. And then down the road, I think that just causes more trouble. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, man, we were talking to Rocky and I forgot to talk about immunity with him a little bit. And he was talking about the importance of, you know, his disability rolling around in dirt. Yeah. And how it helped, you know, it helps strengthens your immune system. So we'll have to talk to him more about that down the road. Okay. So we talked about how the uh, B vitamins are important for energy metabolism, okay, particularly carbohydrates because you're when you absorb carbohydrates, you're going to use them for energy right away because they're very quick and easy to make energy out of. So if you don't have, there's a ratio there. You want a certain amount of carbohydrates to a certain amount of B vitamins. If you have that, if that is lopsided because you're getting a lot of sugar through sodas and candies and sweets and stuff, you're not getting the B vitamins as much. Well, the ratio is lopsided. Now you have a ton of carbohydrates and a certain amount of B vitamins. You're going to use those B vitamins to help metabolize those carbohydrates. But then when you have to use it for like neurological purposes or immunity purposes or for your heart, they're not available. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Big deal, right? So this kind of goes back to the thought of maybe animal food is not so bad, animal products, and maybe a bigger problem with our, our standard American diet, the SAD diet, is that it's just too carbohydrate heavy. I don't know if I've heard it called the SAD diet. Well, that's standard that's American diet. That, that's a great acronym. That's the just so happens acronym. to be. That's right. And sad, this is one of the reasons sad, why sad. vegans and vegetarians have a hard time with B vitamins because A, they're not getting it through their diet, and B, they're going through a lot of carbohydrate metabolism. So that they shows off. Can we not find B vitamins in any. No, you can. But. It's not as as plentiful. Okay. It's not as plentiful and readily available. And remember, if you're not processing the carbohydrates well when mm-hmm. you eat it, you're not going to unlock that B vitamin, like niacin. Right. Okay. okay. If you're eating corn. Yeah. Boiled corn. Oh, boy. I see where this is going. Yeah. You're not going to get the niacin. Right. Okay. So, anyway, that... That energy that is produced through, you know, the carbohydrate metabolism or the Krebs cycle, okay, the TCA cycle or the, uh, the CAA cycle, would be uh, is going to be used by the immune system. The immune cells, the white blood cells, they too have to have some sort of energy to like do work. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And th- predominantly, they want to rely on fats because fats give you more bang for your buck, which is why the Krebs cycle is so important because that's going to process all the fat. That to make energy. And so if you don't have enough B vitamins to complete the Krebs cycle, then you don't have enough energy for the immune system to function. This, this process is called immunometabolism. So um, in other words, if you lack energy, 
if you lack the, the nutrients needed to create energy, then you have an inability for, to fight infection or to help with healing um, or, or, or a number of different things. But your immune system will suffer. And this is why uh, B vitamins are so, one of the reasons why the B vitamins are so important for um, the immune system. Right. Cool. I, I always think that that is, that's, that's cool. But you got to um, charge it up. You got to give it, give it its know, power, give it its fuel. Beyond that, B vitamins, because they're cofactors, are also used to make proteins. And your immune system, your white blood cells, in particular, and your antibodies, they're made of proteins. Okay? So if you don't have enough B vitamins to go through the process to make proteins, then you can't make those immune cells or antibodies that are needed to keep you healthy. So that's the other reason why B vitamins are so important for your immune system. Yeah. I, I, it's so interesting how every part of your body, every part, there's not a molecule on your body that's not used for more than one reason. It's so efficient. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, we talked before about Treg cells. Treg cells are T regulatory cells. Uh, we talked about macrophages and naive T cells. They, they utilize the TCA cycle quite a bit. So without that energy, they're going to have a hard time to function. The Treg cells, I don't know if you remember, they're the ones that sit inside the mucosal lining of your stomach and your intestines, and they basically prevent foreign invaders from coming in to wreak havoc to your body. Okay. They're the ones that are like, they're like the uh, patrol watchdogs. They go, oh, there's a nutrient. We need that. That's okay. There's a nutrient. We need that. That's okay. Oh, that's that nutrient. I know that one. That's fine. Oh. That guy right there, that's a terrorist. Stop him. So they're the ones that are responsible for recognizing that and doing the job to prevent us from getting sick. They, uh, B vitamins have also been shown that to, this is pretty sweet actually, uh, th they help maintain your microbiome health. Okay, and they're used for their metabolism. But what they also do for other, other, um, other forms of microbiome that's not necessarily uh, needed for you know your health, they can help destroy that uh, that bacteria or that virus by destroying the DNA and the RNA. Okay, <laughs> isn't that cool, man? So they're they're used by some, but not by all, and then they can be used as a weapon against some some of the microbiome, uh, but not all. They uh, help maintain your the inner lining of your gut, the balance, the homeostasis. It protects the Treg cells as well. It protects them um, by not allowing their, their cell populations to dwindle. All right. And they also maintain the uh, endothelial integrity, which reduces, which just means they protect the mucosa and the Treg cells. And by doing that, they're decreasing the, the damage on your intestines, which again, you talk about that bariatric patient or you talk about somebody with Crohn's and IBS and ulcerative colitis, uh, psoriatic arthritis, or just a number of different uh, autoimmune conditions. That's like, especially when you talk about Crohn's and ulcerative colitis and, and, and other intestinal problems, that intestinal damage is almost a certain. Well, the B vitamins may help you cut that, cut, cut back on that. And that happens. That's, that's great, right? So, yeah. Even so I was saying, B, it sounds like B vitamins would be very helpful yeah. for all of these cases, it will, all crucial, these conditions. Crucial, crucial, crucial. So, okay. Would that not be something that is seen 
at some point in advance? I mean, if, if, if considering the person is having regular lab work done, yeah, um, it's I, a, I, a great I, question. Well, the problem is that taking blood values is not always the best to determine your status. Okay. Okay. We kind of fall on that. All right. Uh, the other thing is that you, what you see often is that mainstream physicians, traditional physicians, they don't do a lot of metabolic panels. They do a lot of, you know, their, you know, your Chem 7 tests and stuff like that. Uh, well, you see a lot more now, MDs and DOs, that uh, may not necessarily be uh, functional medicine doctors, but they're definitely physicians interested in that side of medicine. Mm -hmm. They are starting to do more nutrient panels, metabolic panels, to determine, like, your B vitamin status. Okay. So that's coming along. Um and so I feel like I, I'm going to pull up my <clears throat> recent testings lab works. I feel like I have, like, I feel like they do a metabolic panel all the time with me. And I don't know if that's just me. Well, I shouldn't have said metabolic. I should have said a nutrient panel. So some physicians are pretty on point with checking your, your vitamin D status, your vitamin B12 status, your B6 status, your, your you know, all the B vitamin statuses. They're on point with checking your selenium. They're on point yeah. with checking zinc and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess, so, so just running through the, the list of stuff here, there's a comprehensive metabolic panel. Yep. There's the hemoglobin A1C. There's vitamin D, 25 hydroxy. And these are all these are all separately. Kinda, yeah, and there's uh, multiple forms of vitamin D. But yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay. T A T S H. Uh -huh. I don't know what that is. Thyroid stimulating hormone. Uh here's thyroxine. Thyroxine. Okay. T four. Uh microalbumin. Mm-hmm. Microalbumin, yep. Which is important. CRP, non cardiac, mm -hmm. assay of GGT, vitamin E serum. Sedimentation rate, mm -hmm. PTINR, IgE, vitamin A, uh, employee health PPD. Oh, oh that's not. That was that's so not it. <laughs> like what? <clears throat> uh, it was negative, by the way. Okay. Comprehensive and then comprehensive medical uh, metabolic panel. We start over again. Um, so, but on that metabolic panel, there's glucose, there's bun, there's creatine, bun cre crea ratio, mm -hmm. sodium, potassium, chloride, CO two, ana. I almost said anion group, uh, an anion group, yeah, no, uh, right. anion gap, yep. calcium, protein, alb albumin, mm -hmm. AG ratio, alkaline phosphate, AST, uh, yeah, bilirubin, bilirubin. That, yeah, yeah, that's your traditional. CGC. That's a traditional. Okay, that's yeah, well, traditional. I, yeah, I just noticed that there's, so, there is no vitamin B in there. Right. Um, so, okay. So, I a guess. lot of the docs now are moving that way. Uh -huh. It's uh, still a slow process. It's not a mainstream process yet, but a lot of them are. And I think that's because of the Functional Institute. They're pushing docs that way, which, is, they, to be honest with you, that's, that, that should, should have always been the case. You know, we should be worried about what you're eating and what you have in your body as well as, you know, the other factors. There, there's so much you can elicit through a, a lab sample. But anyway, let's... Uh, uh oh, <laughs> you're like you're like searching over there. I'm I'm low on vitamin A. Mm, no, you're gonna need to get some thirty-five. Fish. Oh boy, thirty-five. Uh, how could you're, it's supposed to be between thirty-eight and ninety-eight? We just had a conversation about vitamin A. I know this that? was this was in this was on one twenty-nine this year, January. I don't know. Um, you better you better get your ass in gear, man. I mean, I have been eating more fish lately. I've had several servings of fish this week. Okay, good. Good. Um, you're eating the fat, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw the fat left over on the plate. Like I made the salmon and like the fat, I assumed it was because it was white and kind of like seeped out of it. So I'm like, oh, scoop that up with a spoon. Pretty good. Um, yeah, it was almost, it was basically tasteless. Mm. Um, but I did discover, this is, this is big, by the way. Um, I've been asked multiple times, why are you rinsing your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I just, I, because it got chunk all over them. I want to get the chunks off and get the, you know, whatever off of there. I didn't rinse the fishy dishes and I put them in the dishwasher. I didn't run the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I closed it. Mm-hmm. A day or so later, I opened it, <sighs> about hit the floor. Why? Dead, it smelled like dead fish. Oh. Like, <laughs> even worse. It, it was horrible. So now, why do I rinse the dishes off before I put them in the dishwasher? So that it doesn't fucking stink like dead fish. <laughs> so, please nobody ask me that again. Oh, okay. I do what I do for reasons, I'll whether I know them or not. I'll have to ask you about that later. Okay. So, uh, B vitamins also been found to decrease inflammation and the inflammatory process in your body. It does that because uh, of two different ways. One, actually, I shouldn't say two different ways. I should say more like three different ways. One, it, it regulates the cytokine production. So there's two different types of cytokines in your body. This is a big thing with COVID. And this is where B vitamins come in handy with COVID, may be helpful for COVID. For some people, they go through a cytokine storm. Some of those cytokines, so you know, some are pro-inflammatory and some are anti-inflammatory. The ones that are pro-inflammatory are the ones that have been identified with COVID. So they go through the cytokine storm, which creates a whole list of inflammation. It causes it causes clotting and it causes a, a lot of other respiratory uh, issues and concerns. So B vitamins actually regulate that, and it actually okay. stalls that process of that pro-inflammatory process from the cytokines. So in there, thereby, uh, basically reducing inflammation throughout the system. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that would be, so yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of clotting issues going on. Yeah. And in doing so, it reduces oxidative stress to the body. uh Oh, we talked about oxidation. Yeah. It it also, uh, it also fights with, remember this word, this phrase, uh, reactive oxygen species. I don't remember that. So those are like your free radicals. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's, it, it can act as an antioxidant. Okay. All right. So you got to get the free radicals out of there. And when we say B vitamins, I'm talking about all of them. I'm not talking about just B12. one, five, and nine. Yeah, I'm talking about pretty much all, all of them. All yeah. eight. The B complex. Them. Yeah, exactly. The B complex. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it also in creates. Uh, it helps the remember this the innate and an adaptive immune system. Yeah. It wakes it up, puts it on alert. And it also allows them to communicate with each other efficiently so they can basically make you healthier. Uh, it helps with the communication of the adaptive and the innate immune system uh, as opposed to uh, as far as communicating the cytokines needed versus the chemokines that are needed. And, and basically cytokines are just basically uh, compounds created by your immune system to create inflammation or, or to stall inflammation, whereas chemokines are very similar to that, but they're, they're more of like a chemical compound as versus, um, it's hard to, it's hard to really delineate this. I, I think we're going to have to have somebody else on to talk about that kind of stuff, okay. but it's just different compounds that lead to immunological reactions. Okay. But your B vitamins allow for you to, you know, to wake them up and communicate. And so that way they're both working as a team to basically help keep you healthy. I just usually, uh, wake up and, 
put on some heavy metal to try to wake everything up. <laughs> Is that right? Do a little headbagging. Your immune burpees. system goes crazy. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, see those guys in a mosh pit. Oh, yeah. That's why you're so healthy, man. Maybe. That, that's that's got to be. <clears throat> it's it's got to be the metal. God bless rock and roll. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Um, or gangster rap. Those Probably. guys are healthy. Yeah. Too. Yeah, well, I mean, as soon as one starts shooting, everybody starts shooting. So that immune system wakes up with guns and blazing, pow, pow, pow. That, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Only gangster rap starts shooting? I mean, I, I heard a lot of gangster rap with a lot of gunshots in it. Uh, yeah, but the, the heavy metal, you guys are the ones that, you guys are the dickheads that are jumping on each other and punching each other and throwing each other around. I mean, yeah, there's not, I mean, there's not a typical... I'm going to bite my tongue because I'm going to yeah, roll yeah. out some examples here. You probably should stop. You're digging yourself a hole. I mean, I don't typically associate it with guns and shooting, but then again, non-point bullet with a name on it or Dimebag Darrow, who did get gunned down at a show of his. But I mean, the you know, the shooting, I think, is a, a obviously is a growing pandemic in the country now. I'll just say it's a, for hardcore individuals. Yeah, I mean, you don't think you don't hear about rock and roll guys having shootouts with each other or other bands yeah. like you do Tupac, Biggie, and, you know, I don't know, has there been more since then? I'm mm, sure, I know there I'm has sure been. There I mean, has, 50 Cent's yeah. been shot, what, five, six, nine times? Yeah, we talked about this, though. 50 Cent is no longer 50 Cent, man. He's a... Yeah. He's I mean, like, man, I don't even know what he's worth, but it would be interesting to find out. Yeah. Well, why Why is that? Anything? Huh? Why, why is that? Why did he grow? What's his value? Well, or what, how did his value go? You do well, know. You we, told we me talk, this yesterday. Yeah, we talked about it. But I mean, besides his, you know, his uh, illustrious music career, he sold an album through Bitcoin. Right. So, you know, that alone, <laughs> the guy is like, got to be the wealthiest artist. You wonder how, I mean, I don't know how many Bitcoins he got, how many he was selling the album for, and then let alone how many people bought I mean, them with how many Bitcoins, and then did he save them, hopefully? Oh, yeah. I, I think I remember hearing the uh, Ooh, discussion. I don't think he yeah. spent any of that money at all. I know, right? Yeah. Smart, smart gangster rapper. So our show does accept Bitcoin donations <laughs> um, and probably uh, Ethereum or any kind of uh, any kind of well, uh, cryptocurrency. Crypto yeah. Or just any currency. Any yes. Currency at all. Yeah. You know, if we're trying to help others, help, help us help you. Listen, if others. we get, if we get, you know, if we could donate some extra Bitcoins, extras. Yeah. To to our charities, that'll be great. I see where your mind's at over there. Yeah, extra. Yeah, yeah. Extra, extra, extra Bitcoin. All right. So moving on. I right, remember we talked about, you know, B vitamins are very important for protein synthesis, which helps create those white blood cells, those lymphocytes. Well, they also regulate those lymphocytes too. So they keep them from basically over proliferating or they keep them from like, you know, they regulate their ability to act for you know immune system and whatnot. Wait, can you have too many white blood cells? You certainly can. And then what? Well, you can have autoimmune conditions or you can have cancer. Autoimmune. Autoimmune. Okay. Yeah. So, um, there's more. It sounded like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. I mean, well, how does how does too many white blood cells go turn into an autoimmune disorder or condition? Well, there are certain conditions. There are like genetic conditions where you have uh, too few not enough right. white blood cells and you have too much and those white blood cells are doing something mm -hmm. so they're proliferating for a reason they proliferate generally to keep you healthy but by keeping you healthy they attack okay so okay. I'll, I'll, yeah you know, I'll, talked, uh, you know we talked yeah, about like sense, yeah. if you have leaky gut syndrome right. or if you have some sort of like GI issue a lot of times 
those nutrients get past the barriers and, those, and they're, they're foreign okay. particles. They're not, not helpful. I guess I was, I was wondering, oh, well, what kind of autoimmune conditions? But then just to think about the, the whole nature of autoimmune, the body is kind of attacking itself or your yeah. immune system is attacking the body in some way, shape, or That's form. Right. Oh, that would be your white blood cells being, being too, too heavy. That's right. You, you need to be regulated. You need, they need to be you know, protected. Yeah. They need to be... Uh, uh, that's, where, uh, that's where Warren G comes in. Yeah. If I've, I've, been, if I've been rocking a little too heavy, a little too many days in a row, maybe I'll throw on some Warren G. Oh, man. Shut these That's guys down a little well, bit. I like where you're going with this now. Um, I don't know if I'm a big, big 50 Cent fan, though, either. I'm not. No, I don't like I would rather cent. listen to some Warren G for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's because we're older. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, moving on. The uh, B vitamins are also, uh, they'll, they'll increase antigens. They increase antigens by increasing antigen-presenting cells, okay? They also, antigen being? Oh, uh, like little proteins that react to like viruses and bacteria. Oh, good things, good okay. buddies. Good things. They also help you make antibodies, okay? They yep. help make antibodies because of protein synthesis, and therefore they help the antibodies also respond as well to an infection or to whatever it may be needed for. Uh, they also, again, they act as an antioxidant in the sense that they can help kill some microbiome through destroying the DNA and RNA. But they also uh, protect neutrophils. They protect neutrophils by uh, protecting the surface of the cell so it doesn't die. And neutrophils are uh, a white blood cell. They are utilized in your immune system to keep you healthy. They protect mitochondrial function. All right. So they keep that from breaking down. Therefore, you can make more energy. All right, and by helping you create more energy, they therefore decrease your risk for mortality. Isn't that cool? Bring those to your next Mortal Kombat event. <laughs> All right, they also cut back on, on your ability to coagulate. So they cut back on hypercoagulability. Okay. Meaning, uh, Less blood clots. That's right. Yeah. And you can see the relevance that with uh, COVID nineteen, right? Yep. So they're calming that they're they're regulating the cytokine storm. Mm -hmm. So they're preventing uh, this 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 large amount of inflammation throughout the system. And then they also uh, help cut back on the uh, on the coagulation, which can lead to blood clots, right? Which lead to a pulmonary embolism, a stroke, or a yep. heart attack, right? Yeah. So I mean, the big thing that they that we've heard is vitamin D, vitamin D, D, D. Forget yeah. to fight COVID, fight COVID. But I'm wondering that the, the the amount of people or the, the people that have been blood clotting, were they possibly D deficient but also B deficient? Well, this is, goes back to a conversation we had before. These nutrients do not come together by themselves. Right. These nutrients come together with others. Right. And they typically work best with others. Right. So yeah. Exactly. So the idea that vitamin D does all the work. It's the lone crusader is absolutely incorrect. It works with vitamin A to strengthen right. your immune system. It works with vitamin E to strengthen your immune system. It works with K. It works with selenium. It works with zinc. It works with iron. It works with copper. It also works with your B vitamins. Right. And if you look at the foods like fatty fish, shellfish, organ meats, animal meats in general, especially the fat, okay, and you look at- Bacon? Certain, bacon, yeah. You try to get unprocessed bacon, but bacon, okay, and- if you and, and certain vegetables and fruits, what you find is those nutrients come together. And when they come together, your ability to absorb them, like vitamin D and calcium and fish, increases. And then your ability to use them to protect your immune system is even higher. 
They don't do this stuff by themselves. And this is where it's flawed because you go to the store and you buy these supplements of vitamin D. Great. Now you have more vitamin D, maybe. But what about AEK? What about the B vitamins? What about selenium, zinc, and copper? And, and, and a whole and, and iron and a whole other list of micronutrients. So the best way to, to help yourself is to get it through Whole Foods. Right? The store? Whole Foods? <laughs> the supermarket? That is not a plug for Whole Foods the Superstore. <laughs> That's a plug for, <laughs> for Whole Foods to your diet. Now, but thinking about that they have a i've never been there i've never been to a whole foods i actually yeah i want to go we have one in town and yeah. i want to go but i haven't been there you make it sound like we're we're in the boondocks here we have nothing but like one gas station <laughs> dude that's a that's a pretty good drive for me though yeah. from this part of town to that part of town i mean it, it is basically what road is it on you want to just you want to just go for curiosity. That's what you. Well, do. I do, but I also I feel like they've got better food selections, like healthier foods there than well, what course, I'll find but, at especially yeah. the Wally World. But 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 remember the whole notion of healthy mm-hmm. is skewed. Where right, you know, we have been confused since misled and misled, and and sometimes just absolutely manipulated on purpose mm-hmm. since the inception of the healthy notion. Uh, so it's very difficult if you're talking to a dietitian, such as myself, or talking to another dietitian. You're just I, difficult to talk to in general. That's true. And, and that dietitian says, no, 80% of your calories need to come from carbohydrates. Well, uh, is that, is that good for you? Is it good for, you know, I tell you, it's not good cake? for me. Right. Somebody else, maybe. But remember what we talked about. We, we forget about that carbohydrate. And the B vitamin ratio. Yeah. And so if 80% of your carb, of your calories are coming from carbohydrate and they're telling you to eat lean meats, how much B vitamins are you getting? Lean meats, how much vitamin E and A and K and right. D are you going to get? Therefore, that ratio is off. Well, that might not be the most appropriate advice. But th- that's what I'm saying. It's like Whole Foods presents itself as being healthy. Because they're selling organic foods and they're selling plant-based foods and such like that, but is that really healthy? Well, I again, I haven't. Been, do they sell meat there? Do they not sell they meat do, there? They do sell meat. Yeah, so, they, so they sell meat. Do they sell more than lean meat? Do they sell full-on fatty meats? Well, a majority of stores anymore sell uh, lean meat. But if you want to be like really healthy, you want to go to the farm and buy your meats from the. Just bring the steer home with you. All yeah. right, chain them in the backyard. Well, you know, there's there's farms here. There's there's a uh, what's the name of that farm? There's a farm that grows heirloom pigs and chickens and turkeys and cows. Mm-hmm. And they'll butcher it and everything for you. Uh, all you have to do is register as a member. And yeah, like butcher box is one of them too. Or okay. go hunting and get a wild uh, animal for. Your I tried. It's hard. It is hard, <laughs> but that <laughs> makes that food taste even better. Yeah, it, it makes your trophy even more. Should have some turkey coming down. But there's a difference between heirloom wheat and GMO wheat. You know, mm-hmm. so most of the wheat that you get, even though it's called healthy at Whole Foods, is GMO'd. Yeah, and and we know what that does to you. Now yeah. the problem is it's not it's not something that the news picks up and talks about. Not every person in the country is aware of GMO wheat or corn, you know, and so they're buying this, you know, corn-based product from Whole Foods thinking it's organic and it's healthy for them. It's plant-based, but maybe it wasn't processed correctly. Right. Maybe, maybe they don't need that amount of carbohydrates. Maybe they're going to have a reaction 
to the to the corn itself or to the wheat. What I was basically thinking is if if they, <clears throat> I, I okay, so maybe like you said, the food there isn't is labeled or packaged or marketed as being healthy, but we don't know how because of because because healthy by the nutrition label. But the yeah. nutrition label doesn't tell us how it was processed or how it was manufactured or harvested. Yeah. And that's you, where we kind of go. That's where dig, they can get around it. If you dig, you can find that out. But you I can, mean, yeah. Yeah. And some but that's how they get around and, and push a, a, quote, healthy package of food. And it's not as healthy as it looks or appears to be on nutrition label because there's a whole process of how they processed it and or brought it to from from sea to table, it's, so to speak. It's buyer beware. Yeah. If you don't know how to read a nutritional label, sorry, that's your fault. If you don't understand the words on the ingredients list, sorry, that's your fault. If you understand the words in that ingredients list, you not only understand the ingredients that were used and how they may affect your body. For instance, we talked about cyanocobalamin. Are you looking at the uh, the the name of the vitamin on the on the vitamin bottle? No, most people don't. They just assume. So, but they don't understand the difference between an you know cobalamin that's delivered through animal products such as methylcobalamin or adenocobalamin, let alone cyanocobalamin, which is created in a lab. But they also don't understand why is enzymatic processing not necessarily the best thing. Why do I need to soak my beans for two days? This is stuff that people back in the day did. Why do I have to peel my potatoes? Why do I cook uh, sauce all day long or bean soup all day long? Or why do I boil bones within my stew? They, they didn't know the, the chemistry behind it mm -hmm. and the, the reasons for the health, the health reasons behind it. But they knew that it tasted better, that it did help to a degree. And we're just finding this stuff out now. And it's not mainstream. It's cheaper to, to process food enzymatically right. versus... <clears throat> making mesa flour it's cheaper to use wheat to make your tortilla versus corn through mesa okay but so it's a really good question it's a tough question um and to be completely honest with you about it we've been so confused and, and misled and, and, mm -hmm. and the um, whole thing is confusing yeah and it is it's, That's why people uh, it becomes overwhelming yeah. and eventually it's like well <sighs> I guess I'm fucked. I'll just and, eat whatever. And then we wonder why people don't trust our governmenting bodies. So, I mean, it's a great question. But again, the more knowledge you have, and this is why we're doing this podcast, we want to educate people. We want people to be able to make the best decisions for themselves. We have all this stuff in our head that we can't get out in our daily job. And we're, there, we're here to help provide this education. So when they go to the store, they're not just grabbing something reflectively, reflexively. They're grabbing it and looking at the ingredients list. They understand that maltodextrin is just another word for sugar. Dextrose is just another word for sugar. Okay, They understand the difference between refined vegetable oils. And hopefully we can get more down that road. They understand the difference between cyanocobalamin and methylcobalamin and adenocobalamin. And therefore, maybe Smarty Pants Vitamins is a better supplement than Centrum. Smarty Pants Vitamins, what's that? Is yeah, that it's, a, it's a brand. They make, they make uh, they, the B12 that they provide is methylcobalamin. That, it, well, that's ironic. That sounds like a, a farce, a joke. Yeah, I want to like say it's either Smarties or Smarty Pants. I think it's Smarty Pants vitamins. They're relatively new. Okay. You know, I, I don't have my pulse on the industry all the time, but, you know, whenever I get a chance, I look. And for the longest time, you couldn't find supplements that uh, you that made 
uh, vitamin B12 other, uh, outside of cyanocobalamin. So if a person realizes, hey, listen, I can get, I need to get vitamin B12 because I want to practice a vegan diet. That's their choice. Okay. But they want, they want B12. Well, they're better off with the methylcobalamin than they are with the cyanocobalamin. Okay. And if the, as far as choosing their supplements are concerned. Okay. But they also have to realize, though, that supplementation, especially when you, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a lot, but taking supplements is hard on the liver. Yeah. It's hard on the liver and hard on the kidneys. And the liver is doing all this other work. You start fucking around with the liver, now you're talking about a whole list of other problems. You know, like we talked about, you fuck around with the liver, the ability for it to metabolize, you know, the B vitamins and it's of itself and send it to where it's got to go. It, it, Think of yeah, it, you start. It's it's trying to do its main job. It's it's all right. of its normal jobs, and then you give it an extra job. I, right. I feel the pain. Like I that happens to me yeah. all the time. I'm just doing my job, and then it's like, hey, I've got some more jobs for you to do. Can you yeah. do these other jobs? Like, well, that was somebody else's job. It's, it's, now it's, like now your- it's going to be my extra job. Right. Oh, and then I'm just like, then I get tired almost thinking about it. You're I'm bummed. worn down, beat down. And guess what? I'm not functioning at full capacity. Because you're burned out. Because I'm burned out, yeah. yeah. It's it's no different than the pancreas being constantly milked of insulin or glucagon. Or no different than somebody who had the, is having trouble with weight loss. They can't do it through the standard American diet. Sad or, diet. Or, or even the standard weight loss idea of more exercise, eat less, more exercise. Small diet. So they they uh, they undergo bariatric surgery, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they have all these other secondary problems uh-huh. that they have to worry about. So, again, you know, the more the more you know, the better. That's Thank how- you, GI Joe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. So what? Vitamin the the B vitamins also do is they uh, allow they decrease neutrophils from in, uh, from infiltrating the lungs. Okay, neutrophils are I, I believe I have to look back. I might be saying this wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. I believe neutrophils are also responsible for secreting cytokines. Cytokines are responsible. Remember, some are responsible for inflammation, some are not. Okay, so. What that does is by decreasing the neutrophil infiltration to the lungs, it decreases the inflammation of the lungs. So you have you have less respi- respiratory inflammation, and therefore it increases your respiratory function. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking okay. about COVID, you're talking yep. about COVID, cardiopulmonary yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah. What is SARS? Uh, something acute respiratory syndrome? Sudden acute respiratory syndrome? Is that what it stands there for? SARS? SARS 1 and 2. SARS 1 and 2. And, COVID. And, and COVID is, SARS a, two. is a relation to it. Yeah. And so... Again, if you're getting the adequate nutrients, <clears throat> this is one nutrient or one of eight nutrients here, whole list of nutrients that can cut back on that respiratory um, inflammation and improve your respiratory function. Just simple as that. If you have pneumonia, same thing versus COVID. The flu, same thing. So go ahead. It cuts back on the infection. It cuts back on the inflammation. It cuts back on and improves your respiratory function. It also increases your blood and splenic lymphocytes because it helps with the production of those lymphocytes. But those lymphocytes, remember, they go in and outside of the cells. And they go into the blood supply, and they, they basically do their patrol Okay, to help you out. It, um, this, is, this is something that I think is really, really cool, is that it also inhibits cellular proliferation. Cellular division, cellular multiplication. Why is that important? It's because cancer. Cancer. That's right. So there's been lots of studies 
over the years, still rather like not fully conclusive yet, but showing that B vitamins are very helpful in preventing cancer. You stop the, the over-proliferation of cells, the, the division of cells, the, and, and tumors, which and, will create tumors. It's not tumors just the proliferation, it's the regulation, Yeah. such as we talked about why is having too many white blood cells a bad thing. So it helps, it can cut back on cancer possibly. The other thing too is that there's been a ton of studies that have looked at how, using thiamine, vitamin B1, with hydrocortisone, with vitamin C, uh-huh. and treatment for sepsis. Okay. Yeah. Can you know, sepsis is a systemic inflammation, in particular of one circulation. If you get if you get a cut and you get an infection, mm-hmm. usually that infection is localized. But if it gets into your bloodstream, it becomes systemic, and that's where it can start to shut down your organs or infect your organs and cause rapid disaster. And so, when somebody suffers pneumonia. A lot of times they'll become septic, and you can have septic shock, which is a reaction to the sepsis. But anyway, that's one of the reasons why pneumonia can can lead to death. So B vitamins, B1, thiamine, with hydrocortisone, okay, and vitamin C has been used as a recipe as of late to basic to help somebody overcome sepsis to prevent infection. How awesome! And again, that goes back to what we talked about. More than one thing working together to do what they need to do. It's, it's, it's fucking cool. You know, um, I suffer septic shock at least twice a week walking into the patient's bathroom, the public <laughs> bathroom at work. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I had another revelation. It, I just, it, just, it just dawned on me, too. We were talking earlier about um, too many white blood cells, and I thought, oh, well, what, 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 how is that a problem? But then it, leukemia. Cancer of yeah. of yeah. It is what white blood cell or that sounds like too many white blood cells that turn cancerous in the blood. Am I right? Wrong? Off, uh, on base, yeah, near base, leading yeah. off. I don't want to go too far into leukemia because I'm, again, I'm not an expert. But yeah, basically, it's a, a cancer of your immune system. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, again, we'll have to bring on experts to talk about things like that. I mean, they can chatter about the stuff we're talking about when it comes to the vitamins. Uh, but exactly. Uh, I mean, this is just another reason why maintain a healthy diet. And again, these foods that we're talking about, they come together with these nutrients that are vital for human existence. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, I, I mean, I'm pretty much done. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to rattle off how much people need. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And let's then, talk about what we need. And then let's talk about what cuts back on, on vitamin B absorption. Mm-hmm. Uh, digestion and absorption, and then let's uh, talk about the deficiencies. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about the toxicity so much because it's very difficult to develop a vitamin B toxicity. A vitamin B toxicity, you have to really just like what if you're shooting it up, you know, taking yeah. three shots a day in the butt. Yeah, yeah, your your kidney, your liver and kidney will excrete a lot of it, but yeah, you can become toxic. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But if you're shooting it up three times in the butt, you've got you've got some other issues, but. <laughs> uh, you don't know anybody like that, do you? Um, no. I hope not. Okay. No. <laughs> but um, it's very difficult because these are water-soluble vitamins. So remember, you're just going to piss them out. For the <laughs> I, I, I say no, but I, I am, uh, I'm thinking like on, you know, usually every other week or so, I, I, I show up and I play bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's drag queen bingo. <laughs> and every time she calls B12, she says, 
Uh, it's my second favorite shot in the butt, B12. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how many shots in the butt of B12 they're taking, but I don't know. Well, she said second favorite Second shot. favorite shot so in the butt, yep. other shots. Yes. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really care as long as they're happy and they're not hurting anybody, but. <laughs> yes. Gosh. Oh man, that's. Uh... So, why so don't, Texas... why don't you hang out with her and ask her? Find out. I uh, no, that's good. <laughs> um, so, the, the toxicity is not too big a concern. What does the toxicity look like? Just so we know. Yeah, and then we'll move on. You know, for the most part, it, it's going to affect. You know, um, like it can affect bone metabolism. So you might have some like uh, uh, weakened bone or osteopenias and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I mean, we don't see that in a lot of our old folks, can, but yeah, I certainly can, don't think that there'd be twelve. Uh, you know, over. Right. Oh, toxic. Right, exactly. Or B, um, BSA, B12, B vitamin. But it, what it can also do is it can uh, irritate the liver and the kidneys as well. Because remember, that's those are the ones that are metabolizing it and popping it, you know, and okay. getting rid of the body. But okay. for the most part, they're not, you know, we're not too concerned. The deficiency is way far more and more harmful than the toxicity. Yeah. So that's where you're So concerned. tell me about the deficiency. It doesn't mean that you should go and take out, take two, three times the, the amount that's recommended, though, because... You know, again, there are consequences that will be paid, and and a lot of our vitamins that you take are generally two or three times, two hundred percent, three hundred percent of the daily value. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we're excreting that; we're getting rid of that. I'll talk about some toxicity with the ones that are of major concern. Yeah, but the the biggest issue is like. um, uh, if you're taking anytime you take too much or something, and you stress an organ like your liver, your kidney, your pancreas, or whatever, uh, or your stomach or whatnot, you're going eventually. It's going to have a problem. You're overstressing it. There's got to be a period of time where it can just recover. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why fasting is so helpful, you know, because your GI system doesn't have to constantly work. It gives it a little break. It gives it some As time a relax, to relax, rest. Exactly. So anyway, let's. I let still me do haven't this taken quick. you up on that fasting. Yeah, you need to. So B1 thiamine. Okay. Men need about 1.2 milligrams. Women need about 1.1 milligrams. B2, which is your riboflavin. Men and women require 1.1 to 1.3 milligrams. B3, which is your niacin, that men and women, uh, sorry, men require about 16 milligrams and women require about 14 milligrams. B5, your panathenic acid, men and women require 5 milligrams. B6, the pyroxidine, men and women require about 1.2 to 1.7 milligrams. This is, of course, per day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. B7, biotin. Men and women require 30 micrograms. B9, your uh, folate or folic acid. Uh, men and women require about 400 to 600 micrograms a day. B12, the cobalamins. Uh, men and women require about 2.4 micrograms per day. And again, uh, if you don't have the intrinsic factor, it doesn't really make a difference how much you flood your body with B12. You're not going to get it. So you want to maintain a healthy uh, GI system, uh, so that way you can make that glycoprotein and uh, uh, to 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 allow for the absorption of B12. And as far as like so. If you're worried about deficiency, if you have liver problems, pancreas problems, if you have um, kidney problems, 
or stomach problems or large and small intestine problems, that's all going to impact your ability to, to digest and absorb B12. I mean, not B12, the B vitamins, the B complex vitamins. And so that can lead to deficiencies quite rapidly. So you have mm-hmm. to be more vigilant. Now, the biggest one is alcoholism. Having too much alcohol can will drastically cut back on your B vitamin, uh, uh, your B vitamins in your blood supply, uh, and and the reason is because they're used in the metabolism of alcohol with the liver. So when you take in a lot of uh, alcohol, your thiamine, your uh, niacin, your peroxidine, and your folate are going to be used to help metabolize the alcohol. And if you're just guzzling, 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 you're going to run that down. You have very little. And then you got carbohydrate metabolism. If that ratio is off, that can affect your 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 B vitamin storage. I mean your B vitamins as well. And then of course, when it comes to having a sound immune system, or you know being you know having a sound functional heart, or even a neurological system, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be lacking because you don't have those B vitamins yeah. for those proced- for those processes. I remember in um, in my drinking days when I would wake up. <clears throat> and totally dehydrated and hungover, one of the best things I found that helped was B12 or B yeah. vitamins. I would take I would take you know, pl- lots of water, aspirin or Advil or ib- ibuprofen, I think, ibuprofen and Tylenol and B12. It was my little hangover cocktail. The B12, I thought, oh, man, the first time I had that, I was like, whoop, I'm back. I'm all better. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and... And when you're talking about uh, uh, with these B vitamins, they also help with glutamate production and glutathione production. And glutathione and glutamate have been shown to help people curb alcoholism or to um, really cut back on yeah cut back on uh, getting drunk. Hmm. Uh, yeah, as well as they're also used as antioxidants, those, okay. those proteins. So uh, yeah, that's that's important. Some now, more shellfish. Uh, yeah. So, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Organ meats. If you are deficient in B vitamins, this is what you could deal with. Cracked lips, sore throats, mouth, throat, and tongue swelling, hair loss, thinning hair, skin rashes, scaling of the skin, particularly near the eyeballs and nose and mouth. Ooh. You can suffer anemia. It can be megaplastic anemia or pernicious anemia. You can develop a cataract. You can suffer depression. This is a this is one of, of curious study. Depression and anxiety, they're linking that more and more towards uh, B vitamin deficiencies. And and that also, when somebody's depressed, they also have like a very weakened immune system at the same time. So this is like a, a big case of a study here. Headaches, of course. Your neurons have to function, right? Nausea, vomiting, blurred vision. You can have uh, decre- uh, decreased glucose tolerance. So... Oh, meaning your inability, your you have uh, decreased ability to metabolize sugar. You can have liver inflammation. You can develop um, arm, hands, leg, and feet neuropathies, uh, like numbness and burning. Okay, and loss of like feeling and sensation. You can develop muscle cramps. You can develop ataxia, which means a loss of coordination. All right. You can have uh, brittle nails. You can be fatigued, have irregular heartbeats, shortness of breath. You can have decreased concentration or inability to focus. You can have weakness. You can have mouth sores, weight loss, and most importantly, a decreased immune function. 
If you are toxic, which predominantly uh, comes from uh, B6, and I want to say, uh, I think it's, um, no, I'll, I'll speak mostly to like B6. I believe it's mostly B6. If you take too much B6, which is where you're talking about, the supplements are like 2,000% of what your daily needs are. If you are toxic from B6, you will most certainly develop a B6-related uh, neuropathy, which means that your like, arms and hands or legs and feet uh, can become painful, can become numb, can get tingling, can get burning. Uh, you can lose feeling, and in some cases, you actually lose the ability to move your muscles, like a paralysis. So again, don't take too much of anything. Yeah. Makes sense, right? So that's that's what I have here. Okay. Oh, and then also, you wanted to speak to the food. What the food, the yeah. Food. Well we've mentioned we've mentioned already organ meats, shellfish, right, fatty. So so Animal fats. Animal Anim fats. Animal, not yeah. just animal fats, but just animal products. Animal so products. Dairy. Dairy, milk, and cheese. Now that, ah, but yeah. you see all over the place, well, you got to cut out the dairy. Well, sure. And I'm like, Cause, oh, Because you're worried about saturated fats and you're worried about uh, cholesterol. That's the problem. But the question is, are those problematic? <clears throat> and there's new, new research that's saying, no, they're not problematic at all. So I cut out milk. I, I haven't. I don't drink milk often at all. all I right. used. I love it. I loved milk. I love it. I loved it in cereal. I don't eat cereal anymore. Often, very often. Um, it's like, you know, uh, it, it's. I must have had a something going on if I eat a big because I eat a big bowl of cereal when I eat. It. It's like all right, half oh, a yeah, box down, good. Half a box. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a man's bowl of cereal. But anyway, so that I gotta not do that. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I use now almond milk instead. Mm -hmm. It works good enough. Mm. But I stopped drinking milk because it, and this was maybe supposedly, uh, thickens the mucus, um, which is what I want to avoid with my CF, is mm. I don't want to thicken my mucus. I want to thin it out and not be congested. So that's why I kind of cut back on milk. Now, cheese. No, I can't stop eating cheese. I right. love cheese too much. It's too, it gives, brings me too much pleasure. <laughs> Um, to eat cheese, and I don't, I don't know that I would see. Uh, I don't think I could eat. I mean, I could eat enough cheese to maybe like thicken that mucus up, but yeah. I don't. I just feel like for whatever reason, it's not like well, it's doing the, the same the, as as the milk. Remember, we talked about with vitamin A is IgA. IgA is within the mucus. Okay. Okay. So it could be that, but I mean, a lot of people stay away from dairy because they think of inflammation and they think yeah. of like uh, lactose intolerance. Yeah. And uh, and. and and for the most part, that might be true. I mean, most of the world is lactose intolerant. There is a segment, uh, a segment of the world's population that is not. So it might be appropriate. But if you're talking about getting some of your B vitamins, dairy is one of the sources. Okay. Animal meat, okay. The uh, uh, shellfish. Shellfish is probably one of the most nutrient-dense foods in the world. has a lot of B vitamins in it. I need to do better. Get more oysters and more scallops and shrimp. There you go. And I love then, all of those. Uh, also, uh, organ meats. Organ meats are are are, are very nutrient. Does any any of them taste better than liver? <laughs> I, the, As in, I hate gotta, liver. You got to grow up and, and have. Uh, then also, uh, um, fatty fish. Fatty fish is is number one there. I'm not number one, but it's oh, one of the one of the bigger sources. Get excited. Well. Le uh, dark leafy green vegetables, such as such as spinach. Kale, your dark leafy 
green. Are there any others? I mean, those are the first two that come to mind, but are there any others? Yeah, you can get like turnip greens. Turnip greens, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Collard greens? Yeah. Are those turnip greens or are they different? Hmm? Who? Mustards? Mustard mustard Mustard, greens, yeah. Mustard greens? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that what, like, mustard seed, mustard sauce, well, mustard I, greens? I couldn't tell you that. I don't know. Oh, I don't think I've tried that. You haven't tried that? Sounds interesting. Go, there's, good? A, there's a whole bunch of, like, you can get them whole foods? vegetables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I believe you could. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Farmer's market? Nuts and seeds. Okay. Like almonds. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know how readily available it is in um, almond milk, but nuts and seeds. Beans. Uh, uh, so beans. And legumes will have it. Some fruits will have it. Uh, but your be- your best sources is animal products. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say animal products is because it comes with the other nutrients that we talked about. Okay. So they work together. Okay. Um, plus they- Helps the absorption. They, yeah, exactly. Better absorption. And, and they, they also come with- uh, uh, they're not as they're not bound to anything. If you're getting mostly, if you're trying to eat mostly like plant based foods, you're not getting as much, and it's also harder to strip it away from those carbohydrates. Because the body doesn't really break down those those greens, those leafy those leaves as well, or no, they do. But there's other things like if you eat a lot of uh, a lot of dark uh, a lot of dark green leafy vegetables. What, what you do is you expose yourself to a lot of oxalates as well. Okay. And you have to remember, we talk about seasonal eating. You're not eating mm-hmm. spinach every single day. At least 100 years ago, you weren't. You were eating it when... You know, a certain sailor that does. <laughs> yeah, did you see how fucked up he was? The guy looks like this. <laughs> he talks out one side of his mouth, the same side that he smokes out of. His, his, his arms are clearly, like, disfigured, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and the way he talks... Oh, there's something wrong with him okay <laughs> okay touche good point <laughs> right but but the point is that seasonal eating is more appropriate if you're eating seasonally you're getting the nutrients that you need but you're also not bombarding your system with nutrients that you don't need that okay. can wreak havoc on your kidneys like oxalates so if you've got a good farmer's market and you're getting your foods from the farmer's market and you um and, and you know that i don't know how you know you got to somehow figure out that they are re- growing their foods safely properly naturally mm-hmm. not you know whatever but organically i guess maybe um you shouldn't see them providing the same fruits and vegetables all year round is that right, right. they should be changing you should see a different group of vegetables coming through as the year advances that's right local foods are always best so right? i guess that's a good way to tell whether they are organically growing their foods like hey this food just right. doesn't grow this time of year Right? Exactly. Exactly right. As as opposed to just shipping it in from across the state or uh-huh. across the country. Okay. Across the country is more likely. Yeah. You know? I, I, I got to get back to the farmer's market. That's on my... Um, that's, I mean, it's, we get lots of foods from like South America and, and foods that are out of season. Yeah. But again, and that goes to the discussion that we'll have eventually about... You know, when you eat foods outside of its season, you have other problems like lectin proteins mm-hmm. and phytates and all these other things that can harm your microbiota, but harm you and lead to weight gain. And there we go, back disease. to that microbiota. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to get that one soon. Yeah, like we that's need to a, do that That's one. a big important one. I mean, because we're talking about these vitamins and how to get them from your mm-hmm. foods, and we stress the importance of getting it naturally from the foods that you eat. That's right. But then we say... But you got to eat in the right season, and That's there's right. this to the food and that to the food, and then if you if you if you basically stripped it down to the bare minimum, and you put somebody in a survival situation, what do you need to eat to survive to live? If you're living off the land, you're not going to just be able to get 
apples from Washington, avocados from Mexico, bananas from Guatemala. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you're going to eat what's in that environment. Right. That environment is going to manipulate your genes. That food in that environment will manipulate your genes. There are certain food that you can sustain life on better than others. That's all. Okay. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Farmer's market's a great idea. Local food's great idea. But the idea is to get your foods, uh, get these vitamins through whole foods, not the store, the actual food. The whole food the itself. Whole food. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, man, I think we're good, right? Yeah, you want to give so. the pitch this time, or do you want me to give the pitch? Um, no, well, yeah, let's so, all right, we are, we want to give thanks to the, the, the um, podcasters who have gone before us, the guys yeah. who have influenced us. Standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Yep, yep, and uh, I'm going to throw a new one in there, too, because I've been listening a little bit more and more to Mark. Uh, Mark, yep. Yeah, okay. Dr. Mark Hyman, functional medicine doctor of the Doctor's Pharmacy. Then there's, uh, of course, Joe Rogan, Adam Meekins. Greg um, Lehman. Greg Lehman. Yeah, Sean take Carroll. Over. I don't remember the rest of them. Sam Harris. Sam Harris, yeah. Those are the guys that inspired us uh, <laughs> inspired us originally and to do this. We've been wanting to do this for a couple of years, and if it wasn't for them, we probably wouldn't have had the uh, know-how, courage, or uh, willingness to do it. So, the desire. Yeah, exactly. So... Those were those are pretty important influences for this podcast. We just when want to say come, thank you. Yeah, thank you. When it comes to it, it, it all it you know you got to do it eventually. That's just right. Just do it. And we're just going to continue to say thank thank you for about a year, and then after that we'll roll it back. But uh, yeah, thanks guys for for helping us here. We we appreciate it. Uh, the other pitch. And then yes, don't forget um, we we do have Patreon uh, linked to our account where we we are. You know, grateful for donations that come in to help us support the show, um, and we are also donating uh, proceeds to several charities. Twenty five percent of everything that we that we do receive, we will turn and donate to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation um, at ten percent and ten percent to the. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll do um, muscular and muscular dystrophy. Ten percent, and then five percent to. Um, I think it's gonna be ten percent. Ten percent to fibrosis, five to muscular dystrophy. Okay, and 10% yeah. Ten percent to spinal muscular that's, dystrophy. Okay, I, that's what I thought. Yeah, we're gonna I, use I those donate. We're gonna donate those donations so they can use it for research to help um, children and adults, people of all walks of life, that uh, unfortunately were born with a terrible condition to either have a better quality in life or to perhaps one day be cured. Right. That's our hope. So, uh, if if you feel generous and you like to donate, it doesn't really matter to me how much you donate. Uh, you just just know that we're going to use that money to uh, prop up those uh, those associations in that community and help people in need, as well as continue to try to bring this information to you free of charge. Um, we want you to be well educated, be the uh, be a smart consumer of whatever you do of your life, take control as well as help those that that are in need. Sounds pretty good. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right.